would like to talk about difficult people, okay? So uh, my question here is simply this. What is a difficult person? Hmm. Well, a person whose behavior causes difficulties for you and others, that's a difficult person. Dealing with difficult people simply means dealing with difficult behavior and recognizing that your actions or behavior can contribute to another person's difficult behavior. So in this evening's show, uh, it's going to be about the interaction between you and others. Uh, interaction is a two-way street. You react to a person, the person reacts to you. Now, we may not be able to control other people's behavior directly, but by learning how to manage our own behavior and developing techniques for uh, communicating effectively, uh, we can influence other people in a positive way. Uh, we can turn their and our own difficult behavior into civilized, constructive behavior that allows all of us to think well of ourselves. Okay? So, uh, very important. Learning to deal with difficult people involves learning how to manage your side of a uh, two-way transaction. And doing so gives the other person a chance to work with you to resolve whatever is making him or her difficult. Right? Right. So, okay, when we encounter a difficult person, many of us react in ways that make the problem worse. For example... Uh, by responding with a uh, sharp retort, uh, by becoming defensive rather than attempting to deal with the real issue, by taking the person's anger personally. These natural but counterproductive responses, they, they, they just like, you know, they reduce our chances of transforming a negative encounter into a constructive one. Uh... Mark's asking me for another example here. All right, buddy. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, many times when you're dealing with people who are irritable or rude or, uh, you know, impatient or angry like me, uh, right. you're not in a position to yell back. <laughs> now, stick with me here because this is especially true if you work on the front lines for uh, a company and run into difficult people either on the phone or in person. Now, you can control your unproductive reaction if you mentally refuse to accept negatives that they're throwing at you, right? Suppose that, like, one of the uh, clients in, in your work environment or wherever starts to ball you out and really takes a strip off you, you know, for something that wasn't even your fault. What would your natural reaction be? <laughs> okay, well, there's here... Mark's got some answers for me. Yeah. So you you actually defend yourself or your company, of course. Right. Uh, most of us respond this way. You know, the client attacked you verbally, you know, which triggered your defense me mechanism. That's about right. Or, you know, this response is instinctive, you know, as natural for you as breathing. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, so here. Let me ask you this. Does responding defensively usually solve anything? Uh, for the most part, no. Yeah. No, we don't have a chance to really think and absorb a situation. So, yeah, no. No? No. Okay. Now, uh, 
let's say, you know, you're furious at the client's behavior, but grit your teeth and concentrate on solving the problem. <laughs> I'm thinking about what we went through the other day. That's, <laughs> that's another story. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so even though you don't show it on the outside, although the other day, um, in, inside you are seething. Now, if you absorb the other person's anger, it will have to be removed later. You know? Some people deal with this absorbed anger by barking at the next person they see. You know, like driving like a maniac on the way home from work, for instance, or going home and kicking the dog, which... Oh, my God. I d- don't even go there with that one, because... Uh, 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 sign of the cross, people. Sign of the cross. Go on. Now, remember, you choose whether to accept another person's anger or not. You know, if you do accept it, you've allowed the situation to get to you. Uh that's I'd I, be honest with you. That's my weakness right there. Uh, somebody will say something to me, and for some reason, uh, I try to involve myself so much into the moment of all these situations that we're going through uh, that, yeah, I, uh, I I have a tendency to do that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, so, oh, God. Um, so you happen to be there in most cases – you become the recipient of the client's frustration and anger. Correct. Okay. Correct. So before responding, you take time to recognize that the client is angry at the situation and not at you. You know? Therefore, there is no need for you to defend yourself. That's easier said than done sometimes. You know, people will... will uh, uh, <sighs> The, the persuasion of, 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 of the way we communicate as human beings mm-hmm. brings us right back to what you said earlier about uh, and what I said earlier too about uh, about taking this stuff uh, internally like it's like it's a shot against me because after all if I'm representing X and X is mad with you know with what's going on mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it personally because I work very hard at that but uh, I think we have to go to a break, right? Oh, yeah. We'll come back? Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. Mental health matters. All right. And we are back. All right. So, uh, I want to know something. Uh, Do your moods control you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so what we're being told here by uh, a professional, uh, which I'm going to paraphrase from... Uh, a book by uh, Roberta Cava, and it's how to deal with difficult people. And what they say here is, uh, well, let me just say it, okay? Before you tackle dealing with difficult people, it's essential that you have your own act together, right? Okay, think of the last time that you didn't feel in control during a trying situation. What happened to your self-esteem level? Most people find that their feeling of self-worth plummets after these kinds of encounters. So staying in control during uh, difficult situations is essential for good mental health. Right? Now, well said. Well said. Now, do you, would you say, do you have mood swings that affect, like, what kind of day <laughs> you'll have? Well, I got medications for that now. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. The more you know. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Go on. So, <laughs> are you up one day, down the next? Up one hour, down the next? I got an ant like that. 
Sorry. Throw them out there. Under the bus tonight. <laughs> VernonFM.org. <laughs> it's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Many times your mood depends on what's happening around you. It's so very true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, for instance, somebody snarls at you or gives you a mountainous job to do. You think, oh, God, give me strength. You know, it's the little annoyances that can ruin your day. So if you can handle that constructively, you are certainly certainly ahead of the game, one would say. You know, you get what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 so, well, you know, you still got me on the question when we came back of do your moods control you? Mm-hmm. And, um. I don't know. There's a lot that conjures up as we go through our notes here. Right. Uh, but uh, to be uh, to, to keep it fair and not biased, we're really going to stick to um, this information that we had done research on. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Mark, uh, one method that can help you identify uh, certain situations is to uh, is to be aware of your physical reaction. And that is like what's happening to your body, you know, that uh, yeah. that fight or flight response that like likes to kick in whenever we encounter difficult situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, physical signs include tense muscles, gritted teeth, clenched jaws, rapid pulse, pounding heart, increased perspiration, shortness of breath, a rise in blood pressure, clammy skin, cold hands and feet and or rapid breathing. <laughs> whenever you identify these signs in yourself, Stop for a split second and ask yourself, am I reacting correctly or am I overreacting to this situation? Now, what's just for a moment, what I want to say here is is the difficult part is if you have anger issues, uh, you're going to have a real problem trying to identify these signs, you know? So it would be in your best interest to try to work on uh, any anger issues that may uh, arise so that once you have yourself in abeyance, you're able to deal with difficult people a lot better, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and I'll tell you, too often we let others control how we feel about ourselves, right? We allow them to give us bad or good days. Uh, we can attempt to change others' behaviors, but we aren't always successful. However... We do have control over how we react to their behavior, right? Uh, My life changed when I realized that I could choose how I reacted when confronted with difficult situations. And that's, of course, after doing anger management for my personal reasons, right? Uh, I could either take the bad feelings being handed to me, you know, by others, uh, or simply not take them at all. And when I learned this basic technique, I found that I had far more control over my moods. You know, uh, gone were the uh, roller coaster mood swings of the past. (laughs) Thank God. You know, other people didn't decide what kind of day I had, but I did. And you too can have this control. Mind you, that you will encounter exceptions, but of course, many moods and reactions that you can control. Uh, you'll be able to control. And when you control the little difficulties, you really are better equipped to handle the really big ones. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just good practice. So, okay, listen, before we uh, have to go to another stop there, uh, picture this scene, okay? You're driving to work. 
You're feeling pretty good about yourself and life, and then suddenly a car swerves in front of you, nearly causing a collision. Of course, you slam on the brakes, everything on the front seat goes flying, and you hope for the best. Uh, Disaster averted by a margin of inches, you peel yourself off the steering wheel, scrunch over to pick things up off the floor, and you look for the car that cut you off. But it disappeared. Of course he did. What's your first reaction, right? Do you, to, like, do you rant and rave about rotten drivers? Yes, I do. How long do you stay mad at the driver of the other car? Probably the rest of my ride. And what good does it do? Absolutely nothing, because now I'm aggravated. But I've seen people vibrate at a fewer pitch for hours, relating their experience to anyone who will listen. So after the car cut me off, I had two choices, right? I could stay upset about it or admit that I was in an emergency situation that I handled well and I continue to calmly drive to work. So, uh, but if you choose to remain upset, (laughs) you can blame the other driver for it. (laughs) What do you do after something negative happens to you? Uh, and what, whatever you do, it, it, that, uh, it, you know, uh, uh, it, it, basically it's your decision and not the other person's is what I'm trying to say. If you allow someone else to upset you, you've made the wrong choice. So how do you react when a close friend or a colleague says something that hurts your feelings? Do you withdraw into yourself and mull over the situation for a couple of weeks before you deal with it? Possibly the only thing that breaks the ice between you is that the other person notices your reaction and says, what's wrong? You're so quiet. I feel like I'm talking to my wife. You may or may not respond honestly, of course, mentioning the comment that hurt your feelings instead of spending this time in misery. Hang on to that thought. We'll be back. Mental Health Matters. Okay, welcome back to Mental Health Matters. We are discussing... uh, uh, understanding our behavior and its effects. Yeah. And before we broke off, uh, I had said, you know, you're talking to someone, right? And 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 now you might have hurt their feelings, right? Right. Or they might have hurt your feelings. So instead of spending time in this misery, you should learn to immediately identify that you were hurt. Right away, discuss your feelings with that person, you know, who caused you to become upset. Yeah. You know, you could say something like, that last comment was below the belt. Can you tell me why you made such a comment? Yeah, that'll work. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Or, (laughs) your last comment hurt my feelings. Did you mean it the way I heard it? You know, or does the following happen to you? You know, let's say, for instance, someone has done something really awful to you. And you don't care how long it takes you, but you're going to pay them back. Do you know what this is? Revenge! You know, it, it feels good when we can pay someone back for a misdeed. But if you can't do so within a reasonable amount of time, I, I recommend you just let it go. Now, if you analyze the, the situation, you'll realize that the other person has 
control over your life, you know, the entire time, you're planning your revenge, you know, but in the meantime, you can't get on with your life and do constructive things. Uh, I'll tell you, just for a moment, I, you know, and of course, there's people out there, we, we're on public radio, so we really can't talk about religion or politics, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the rule here at McAfee. So, okay, right. that's fine. But with that being said, um, my my concerns are that people's behaviors uh, and 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 being so picky on everyone uh, it comes because they don't have spirituality. You know, some form of spirituality, I, and that's just me coming off on my own with this. Uh, but if you don't. If you're not in tune with yourself completely, uh, maybe uh, you should go for a higher power that's out there. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you're not right. necessarily this religion, that religion. Uh, yeah. Just some type of inner peace that you could find that will make you content, you know, mm-hmm. that will make you humble. And humble is the key to really uh, good behavior. Uh, oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. You know, so, uh Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. I no, no, I get it. I get it. De- yeah. Definitely, definitely. But you know, I've witnessed people, you know, still planning revenge. You know, when I was like back in like grade school and whatnot. And the thing is, yet still, it's a waste of energy. You know, I've also observed that if you let it go and watch, you'll find that what comes around goes around. You get what I mean? You know, the person will be paid back for the misdeed without you having to waste your valuable energy. You know? So, let me ask you. Do you spend your time wailing if only I'd or I should have? You know, what a waste of your life. Instead, concentrate on the present and the future, not the past. I tell you, I'm telling you this for your own sake. I, I get it. And, and you're very right because, I mean, I ha- uh, obviously, uh, people really don't know the story of, of, of the Torres family here. Uh, uh, I uh, am Mark's father. And, and, and uh, it's, it's wild because, uh, because me and my wife uh, had fallen into uh, a disrepair for quite some time because that's all we did was live in the past. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it, it's great. All, all these mental health uh, uh, tricks and attributes uh, to really good psychology that helped us uh, uh, sit back and, and be able to uh, uh, be mindful of what's going on around us and to forget about that past and to just work on today and tomorrow. And you know something, Vernon? It's, it's really worked. I mean, uh, we're loving. We, we, we love each other. So much. I mean, it's like, oh yeah, you know. Uh, it's great to have you back. Yeah, and, and, and it's it, a lot. It's great to it's great to hit Mountain Creek, and it's nice to go over to Daily Swirl, and, and no commercials. These are just people in the community. So I'm, oh yeah, you know, pushing them out there, and McAfee Hardware, you know, right down the block from us here, and uh, you know, yeah. I listen. We live a beautiful life up here, and it's one of the reasons why I love Vernon. And it's another reason why we've made it a mission of ours to uh, uh, pass on this uh, mental health matters. And, and especially during such sensitive times, we're in this cancel culture and, 
uh, you know, we've got these uh, politicians that are just, oh, my gosh, you know, oh, yeah. things have oh, yeah. really changed and progressed because of technology and Right, I understand. Okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick one, and we'll be right back. Oh yeah, mental health matters. Yeah, mental health matters. We're back. We're speaking about uh, behavior and its effects on people, and uh, negative feelings, and uh, yada yada yada. Okay. Yeah. So, um, let's say that you worked very hard completing an assignment, and that you're very proud of your accomplishment, right? You wait and wait for some kind of recognition from your supervisor. Is it likely to come? Well, in many instances, no. You're more likely to hear about the small portion of the assignments that you did wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you just feel that way, I know. And, 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 you know, to top it all off, uh, you're probably your own worst critic, you know? I, I know I am. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a little twerp in all of us who is forever criticizing us, saying such things as, well, you goofed again. Can't you do anything right? Ugh. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you. Learn to stop criticizing yourself and start giving yourself positive reinforcement, okay? If you've done a good job, you should mentally pat yourself on the back with such thoughts as, I'm really proud of how I did that job. You know, don't count on others to do this, right? And if they do, think of their praise as gravy, okay? But you don't need gravy on the potatoes every night, do you? Like too much gravy, which can make you swell up. Too much praise can make you swell-headed. Okay, the person that you should tr uh, like should be uh, trying to please. Basically, it's yourself, you know, uh, uh, never complete against uh, the record of someone else. Just improve your own record of accomplishments. And, uh, and I'll tell you, Mark, I'm proud of you because I f watch you do that. Mm -hmm. And it's just uh, like I, I admire your style. Uh, in, in some situations. So I, I figured that needed to be shared. I, I could have done it off the air, but since we are in this topic, it just so fits you on what they're saying to do right, and I love it. So the next time something like this happens to you, uh, you know, don't accept the negative feelings it causes, okay? Blocking those feelings, I know it, it takes hard, concentrated effort on your part, but... If you practice this skill until you automatically respond the way you want to, you may find yourself slipping back into your old defensive or uh, retaliatory ways. But, but you know, keep at it like my son does. Keep at it. So if you do, you'll be able to keep your cool more often when under fire. And uh, whenever you're having any strong negative feelings, stop to evaluate whether the feeling is realistic or not. See, every day we're bombarded with negative situations, mm -hmm. right? It's just life. So examine uh, uh, these words that I'm, I'm going to throw out to you there. Actually, I'm going to pass it off to Mark. These are, um, uh, they determine which of these feelings that you have not felt in the past month. And these negative feelings are 
feeling angry, feeling depressed, feeling ashamed, embarrassed, distressed, distressed, resentful, uh -huh. dumb, tense, agitated, hurt, frustrated, jealous, intimidated, concerned, restricted, suspicious, upset, remorseful, guilty, ignored, inferior, rejected, flustered, stupid, troubled, uneasy, offended, anxious, disappointed, insecure, nervous, humiliated, sad, uneasy, worried, and even possibly hindered. You get what I mean? All of that on that list hinders me, period. I mean, everything there would be a hindrance because... It's a you know the way I am. I, I'm going for everything. I want every. I'm like this perfectionist, which I shouldn't be. It's a, it's a, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm changing it so that I, I'm not like that. But, I mean, I take pride in what well, I do and my work. And, I, you know, I, but. I could say I'm kind of the same way, to, to be honest with you. I don't like, know. Like, like, when it comes to, like, perfectionism, kind of like. Like, I, I have my tendencies. Right. I, I feel like maybe. You know, not just, like, I feel like everyone might have, like, their scale of, like, what they feel is perfect. See? How could you not love this guy? Really. I love him. I love him. And you know why? Because he's spewing out some great stuff for you. Uh, we have to go back into a break. Mental Health Matters. We love you. Stay tuned. All right. Uh, negative feelings, understanding behaviors and its effects. Uh... Is it any wonder that many people have become negative thinking? Mm -hmm. So watch for the physical signs, which you will likely experience when you encounter people trying to instill any of those negative feelings that you just heard from Mark. And, and you need to ask yourself whether you're overreacting, okay? If you've determined that the feeling is not realistic, you've overreacted. <laughs> this response could lag as much as 10 minutes after the negative situations happen. Instead, turn off your negative reaction and just simply let it go. If you find that your mind constantly returning to these negative occurrences, remind yourself, remind yourself, okay, that uh, you're having, uh, that you're giving someone, uh, you're giving someone else control, okay? Okay. Turn off your negative reaction. Let it go. If you find your mind constantly returning to these negative occurrences, please remind yourself that you're giving someone else control over your life. And don't do that. Okay? Ask yourself whether you're overreacting or reacting responsibly to the situation. And in performing this evaluation, you stay in charge of your emotions and are therefore in control of the situation because your mental health matters, okay? Now, the positive approach that we want to uh, bring to you here is that uh, I I'm sure that there's been times when you've had a day where everything's gone wrong. Yeah. And that, you know, you wish you can go back to bed and it's only 10 o'clock a.m. <laughs> How you react to this kind of day often determines its outcome. Uh, most people respond by saying, oh, boy, it's, it's going to be one of those days. And, and that's keeping it clean for radio. So <laughs> they expect the rest of the day to be as bad. And, of course, it ends up being that way. 
So after three or four things have gone wrong in a day, have a talk with yourself instead of saying that it's going to be one of those days. You're going to need to say something more like, uh, thank goodness I got that over with. And what you're doing is telling yourself that the rest of the day is going to be better. So try changing to a positive attitude when you're having a bad day and see if it doesn't turn things around. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, because uh, what, what is it that I always say, Mark? If you change. The way you look at things. The, the things, things you look at. Change. Right. So how people deal with negative feelings? Well, many people believe incorrectly, mind you, that negative emotions are always dangerous and powerful. And uh, if they express these feelings openly, right, mm-hmm. they tell themselves that uh, – They'll lose someone's love or provoke people's anger, uh, uh, boredom or dislike. Uh, Now, they can't accept either that wanting to be liked by everybody all the time. That's just an unrealistic goal. And I'm still trying to deal with that. But that's another story. That's another topic. So other people believe also incorrectly that it's unhealthy or dishonest to try to control how they express their feelings. They believe they have the right to let people know how they feel in any manner that they choose, no matter what the circumstances or the consequences. Hmm. (laughs) So most people believe that there are only two things that they can do with bad emotions, and that's either repress them or express them in the form in which they experience them. And that is negatively. Most of us Uh, are also aware that both ways can be pretty destructive. Temper tantrums. Ah, I used to have these when I was younger, and it took a while. Once again, anger management helped uh, because they're childish, inappropriate, uncontrolled expressions of anger that can be triggered by anything, and I mean anything. Some uh, trivial uh, recent event or something that took place long ago that has been uh, festering for years you know people who are prone to temper tantrums may deal with the minor irritations of day-to-day life by saying nothing you know nothing nothing at the uh, time then Uh, when a chance of a remark acts a trigger though uh, erupting in a red flash of rage and lashing out at whoever is nearest this fury has unfortunate consequences. Uh, I mean, you could even be, you know, incarcerated for it. The police will come around and like, hey, what's your problem? You know, but uh, uh, ultimately the person uh, in this situation will feel terrible and others are alienated. OK, mm-hmm. uh, negative, negative, negative. How about sulking? Right. Sulkers are ready to show that they're in a bad mood but they refuse to explain why, Elena. The silent treatment and acting hurt are the variants of the sulking. And then you've got sarcasm, right? That's me. People who uh, resort to sarcasm to express negative emotions are usually reluctant to confront the cause of their bad mood directly. Okay. that's I've heard that before. Um, so... Mark, would you say something about logic versus emotion earlier? It was uh, something about the analytical approach. I mean, you said it really well before. I was hoping you could do it again. Okay. (laughs) So, well, 
here. Okay. <laughs> you know, if negative emotions are absorbed, you know, they have to be released somehow. If that makes any sense. You know, we have seen some of the instinctive ways people deal with them. Most of these reactions have negative consequences. For instance, you know, the challenge is to find ways to deal with negative emotions constructively. Two forces, logic and emotion, are at work throughout our lives. Often they push and pull in opposite directions. You know, the one that prevails at any particular time will determine how we will get along with others and may affect our level of achievement. It's easy to respond to situations with emotions rather than logic, but responding logically helps us deal constructively with difficult circumstances. You get know what I mean? Absolutely. So, if it does not come naturally to you to behave logically when you are under stress, don't be discouraged. I'll say this once again, don't be discouraged. Uh-huh. The ability to use logic to help resolve conflicts and problems can be developed. The first step is to gain some insight into the nature of the difficulty. You can do this, of course, by analyzing the situation, your feelings, and behavior. You know, armed with information from this analysis, you can then learn to take charge of your reactions instead of letting your instincts control you. Makes sense. So I'm going to give you two examples that you could show the analytical approach hmm. that could be useful. Listen up, Vernon. So let's say first, suppose you feel depressed for no other reason than because it's Monday morning, you know, do you phone in sick or do you try to figure out what's wrong? When you analyze your reactions, you know, you realize that you regularly feel up on Friday afternoon and down on Monday morning. That's about right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, if so, you may be one of the more, you know, you you may be more than 80% of the employed people who are in the wrong job, if, if that makes any sense. I think 80% of, of the people here in this in this country, are just, they just take the job for a living, and they're not happy. And uh, the byproduct is uh, misery in the public at times. Right. You know, uh, it has a lot to do with it. I, th- I think the way, the way society developed in this country uh, just in this country, because society is different in every other place. Uh, if you get to go out and visit and uh, uh, see other uh, continents, you're, you're going to notice that there's a different way of life for different people in different places. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. But uh, keeping an eye here on on this big uh, topic. But, well, the, the, uh, the, yeah, this topic in this country. We have big problems in this country because – of these psychological uh, barriers, uh, uh, you know, making people difficult. Does this make sense? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm seeing that we got to stop for a minute. Uh, we'll we'll be right back. Mental health matters. Okay. All, All right. right. Sounds great. We're back. And uh, uh, thank you, Booth men. Nobody <laughs> nobody says something. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm I'm standing here trying to queue up for the next mm-hmm. thing, and I'm getting ready for after dark, and I'm just all over the place here. Uh, Listen, before we get back to the topic, are you excited about the snow coming? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can't wait, you know, and uh, it's like the other night we're driving down 94 and I'm watching 
uh, because the temperatures were actually got uh, cool enough, uh, and they started to blow snow onto the mountain. And I just like, you know, yeah. we go by and we come back, and Elena's sitting in the car, and she goes, "Oh my God!" I says, "What's the matter?" She goes, "I think they forgot to turn the machines off. Look at that! It looks like a big blizzard <laughs> as you're driving by." I was, I was loving it, man. I was loving it. Um, Anywho, anywho, uh, for you folks this weekend, uh, please, although they take really good care of us here in Sussex County and our county roads, please be mindful of the black ice and the the way the weather's going to change. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I mean, welcome to winter. That's just what it is, right? So, um, okay. Difficult people, difficult situations. Oh, yeah. So Mar- Mark's got this right now, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Yeah. Mark Torres. So, um, I wanted to continue where I was, of course, leaving off. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, let's say that, you know, suppose you are under pressure to finish a job by 2 o'clock p.m. You know, when your supervisor suddenly gives you an extra batch of work because your supervisor often does this. You know, you find that regularly have difficulty completing your allotted work on time. You know, this makes you feel inadequate. Well, that could be a time management issue, too. Which is another topic. Oh, yeah. I you suffer know. in that, by the way. You know, I'm very bad with, with. Uh, I mean, you know, we have to record an hour and it takes us two hours because I'm simply not ready or, Well, uh, I mean, it's a time management time thing. Management, I, I feel like, yeah, but I mean, I feel like it's also something that like, it might also be something that not just, you know, we struggle with. I feel like it could also be like everyone has their own form of like skill they need to work on in terms of time management. You know, like I agree. It's something that's especially with this workforce and whatnot. It's like more like you know how could you balance out like an you know a nice even schedule when you're working. You have different hours to work throughout the week, and it's not like a consistent you know. Right. Makes sense. (laughs) So. Anywho. Back to what I was saying. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, on the other hand, you know, you don't want to annoy your supervisor by saying no, you know. Do you try to avoid saying no to your supervisor and end up at 2 p.m. having to say, well, I'm sorry, boss, I didn't finish it yet, or do you say, I won't have time to complete both. Well, you know, you know what, you know what, though, it's like me. I have no perception of time when the thought process is happening. My mind is five steps ahead of, of a physical project or, you know, and, and, and I just, I don't know, that's where I suffer of time. I, I don't I want to get away from that, though, and let's continue with other difficult people here. What's, what are they, you know? Uh, so, you know. That really is another show. So <laughs> you know. Uh, so, let, okay, all right. So let's say in the first case, you know, your supervisor is angry with you. Anyway, beside Okay, I'm get, I'm get my words tied up here, but okay, in the first case, you know, your supervisor is angry with you anyway because, you know, by not speaking up, you know, you have made it impossible to arrange for someone else to complete the report. Very true. You know, you then complain saying, you know, my job makes me feel that I'm under a lot of pressure. You know, and in the second case, your anal your analyst your analy- oh my lord, I'm getting my words set up here today, Vernon. 
Your analysis of the situation has made you realize that it is your supervisor's responsibility to help you set priorities. That's true. To ensure, you know, of course, that this writ, that this task can be done effectively. On the writ, right? Yeah, of course. You know, perhaps you have taken a time management course to help you choose priorities. You know, you keep a to-do list so you know exactly how much you can handle in a day. And you are careful to keep your supervisor informed of your workload. Isn't that right? That's absolutely correct. So, can you uh, tell me on what with terms of analyzing stress? Oh, like like uh, uh, not not like but like your your, your like you know some idea you know like some like small. Um, well, I know that certain physical and behavioral symptoms are associated with stress, right? Okay. Uh, physical signs they include. You know, tense muscles, gritted teeth, clenched jaw, rapid pulse, pounding heart, increased perspiration, shortness of breath, a rise in blood pressure, clammy skin, cold hands and feet, sluggish digestion, rapid breathing, heightened sensitivity to noise, and racing thoughts, right? Stress-related behavior may include impatience, restlessness, sudden rages or bouts of laughing or weeping, and a tendency uh, to heightened emotion of all types and in some cases mark uh, depression and apathy they may also be reactions to stress right? right but not all stress is bad correct right correct. okay the heightened emotions and physical symptoms associated with stress i mean they basically occur in response to like pleasurable and exciting events such as you know being promoted or falling in love right oh, yeah uh yeah. it's not Stress in itself, that's the problem then. But negative stress, the kind that produces distress, uh, uh, you get it, right? Yeah. So, okay, uh, for example, uh, most people assume that workaholics are unhappy, but that's not always true. Uh, my one aunt, uh, Auntie Janet, who's on 638 up here, uh, she's a workaholic. She's been, she's worked very hard, the cubic family works very hard for what they do, and they've done it for years right here in Vernon. They, they love it here. Uh, they have made themselves a beautiful life. Uh, but my aunt, still to this day, she's a workaholic. I mean, she's, she's over in the church, and she's helping with the, uh, with the Board of Education and yada, yada, yada. And are we really running out of time like that? Oh, yeah. What, what do we got left? I think we are running out of about, like, 11 59. Oh my gosh. Okay. Listen, we love you, Vernon. Thank you so much for having us here. Uh, Mark and I will return next week with another wonderful episode. We're going to continue on with understanding behavior and its effects because I really like this topic. Oh, yeah. Even though I segue and get off of there, but mental health matters. All right. See you soon, guys. Bye.